Hello and welcome back to another episode of Keep Going and Growing with me, your host, Neith Stone. It's great to have you listening and thanks for tuning in. I hope you're having a good day, a good week. If you're new to the pod, then welcome. This is a podcast where I talk about different topics such as mental health, mindfulness, confidence, sustainability and so much more. I'm a student at the University of Edinburgh and I make this podcast just for fun, really. I want to encourage others through this podcast to look for the positives and things and together we look for ways that we can all keep going and growing as we navigate the challenges of life but also pause to recognise the beauty in the chaos. Hello, welcome back to another episode. It's great to have you listening, thanks so much for tuning in. So today I'm going to be talking all about imposter syndrome and yeah I'm going to be explaining what imposter syndrome is how we can manage it. You guys have shared some of your advice over on the podcast Instagram at keepgng underscore podcast. So yeah, I just thought we could have a general chat about this because I'll get into it later on the episode. But this whole imposter syndrome thing is something that I always knew about. However, it was not something I had really personally experienced until quite recently, since sort of starting university in September and yeah, I'm in my first year at university, so I've just begun, just had my first semester, and yeah, it was something that I really started to experience for myself, and I'd always heard other people talking about it, and I think it's a very common thing to experience it when, you know, doing something like that, when you're in a completely new environment with completely different people, and yeah, the the stakes are a bit higher than they were before. So yeah, I'm just going to be diving into all of that, my experience with it, and just, yeah, also sharing advice for how we can deal with this, because I'm sure that you know, I'm not alone. I'm sure that lots of you guys have felt this as well. And yeah, it's something that can be, it can be really sort of difficult to deal with actually. And I think it can just seep into different areas of your life and just really have you doubting yourself. And it's just not a great way to feel. So yeah, I just really want to just talk about this and actually get it out there because I feel like so many people just don't talk about this and a lot of us are experiencing it. So yeah, I just think, I just think it should be talked about more. So I thought that that's what I'm going to be doing in this episode. So yeah just having a general chat. The definition of imposter syndrome is, this is uh, according to Wikipedia, very official source, it's a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their skills, talents or accomplishments and has a persistent internalised fear of being exposed as a fraud. Despite external evidence of their competence, those experiencing this phenomenon remain convinced that they are frauds and do not deserve all they have achieved. So yeah, that's Wikipedia's little definition there in case you didn't know what imposter syndrome was. And then I also just did a bit of research and obviously, you know, I'm not professional on this. And if this is something that you're really struggling with, then definitely seek professional help. But I just thought that, you know, like I said earlier, I've been experiencing this. I'm sure lots of you guys have. And I also was just looking up just general general ways of describing what imposter syndrome is. So I thought I'd go through some of those sort of other definitions as well feelings that are associated with this so feeling like you've only gotten to where you are today because of luck rather than skills or abilities that you possess basing your self-worth on your perception of your own abilities feeling like you need to be a perfectionist in in order to deliver satisfactory work sacrificing your own well-being in order to get more work done 
feeling alone or the need to isolate so no one figures out your secret in inverted commas declining mental health as a result of overwork and burnout feeling like at any point someone is going to figure out that you aren't as competent as you seem especially when there isn't proof that is the case so yeah that's a lot of just definitions there but that's just me trying to explain a bit of what imposter syndrome is and what maybe and maybe you don't experience all of those things but you know that's just a general gist of what it what it is what it's like to experience imposter syndrome and yeah to different extents obviously people will experience this and yeah I just think it's something that maybe we all need to talk about a bit more because as I've talked to friends and family I've definitely realized that it's very normal and lots of people are experiencing it but everyone's a bit too nervous to talk about it so let's talk about it today this podcast is all about talking about things that are maybe slightly uncomfortable but you know this is something that has a huge impact on your mental health and mental health is something that's very important to me it's something that I think we need to talk about and we need to yeah share with others and yeah so I hope that this is, you know, a safe space for you guys and for me. And we can all share things together and help each other and look out for each other. So this week's quote, just focus on completing the step in front of you. The rest of the path will fall into place. I really love this quote and it's similar to other quotes that I've said before. You know, I've had a quote before about a staircase and just focus on one step and eventually you'll be at the end of the staircase. But yeah, I think taking things step by step, breaking things down into different steps, different practical tasks that you can do to look ahead to your goals, but you can practically achieve it by, yeah, just setting those steps, setting those little things to reach your overall goal. Um, I think, yeah, thinking of it as steps, you know, on a staircase or whatever, if you're walking along a path like this quote suggests, you know, each step is, you know, each little each little task that gets you to where you want to be and I think it's a great way to break things down when things can feel so overwhelming and we feel like we've got so much to do and we just don't even know where to begin just creating those little steps on yeah I think that that's a great thing to do it's something I am trying to do especially as you know I've now just started second semester at university and everything's a bit overwhelming and yeah I just want to be really just taking things step by step not letting myself get overwhelmed by everything and yeah that's the best way to manage things I think and to avoid I mean I say avoid I'm still stressed I think we all we all struggle with that but yeah to just avoid stress as best as we can by breaking things down step by step and then yeah the rest of the path will fall into place and you'll reach your goal eventually and you will get through things just maybe step back from the bigger picture, look look at each step, each step you can take, each day, each week. I think it's great that the university semester is broken down into weeks, you know, week one, week two, week three, because I think that's really helpful just to focus on that week, not focus on the other weeks, but just think, what have I got to do this week? And yeah, I think that's just a great way to approach things, not looking too far ahead, just focusing on what you need to do now. And eventually it will all come together. So yeah, the quote is, just focus on completing the step in front of you. The rest of the path will fall into place. Okay, so book update. I have started reading Daisy Jones and the Six. This is by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I mentioned in last week's episode that I just downloaded this book on my Kindle. But yeah, I have started reading it. I'm not very far through, like 15% or something. I haven't had a huge amount of time to read, I will be honest. I would love to have more time to read, but just settling into a new semester and such, 
just you know it's it's busy and just like learning to balance my time manage my time so yeah but I've been trying to sort of read before bed and this book is you know it's just very relaxing easy reading so yeah I'm really enjoying it I love that I mean I read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid as well sort of um just at the end of last year and I really enjoyed that book I like how it's sort of easy reading her her style of sort of books and very easy reading very easy to follow and yeah not too complicated but also touches on sort of deeper topics and then yeah so that's I haven't got much more to say about that at the moment I will definitely keep you updated in these weekly updates and then I've also literally just now just before recording started to read a new book which is a Christian book which somebody gave to me ages ago and I've only just started reading so oops but you know better late than never but anyway I'll have to probably give that back to them soon so yeah I thought I better start reading it and I've heard really good things about this book from my like Christian friends at the Christian Union and such so yeah I am really looking forward to reading this just read the first chapter and can say that it's it's a lovely style of book um it's called how to talk about Jesus without being that guy it's by Sam Chan and yeah he's written a lot of good books and he focuses a lot on evangelism and such and yeah so this book is really interesting so far and it's definitely a lot easier to read and get into and it's definitely uses less complicated words and such than other Christian books I've read recently and that's nice because sometimes it can feel with sort of non-fiction it can just feel like you're getting given a lot of information and you can't sort of absorb it all and you kind of just want to read stuff without you know when you're reading you kind of want to be able to get information and learn stuff but also for it not to be too heavy I think this book has the perfect balance of teaching you stuff and yeah but just at the same time not being too much information thrown at you it's very sort of bite-sized chunks very manageable and also very informative and practical so yeah that's what I'm reading at the moment my life update um yeah so been back in Edinburgh for about a week now and yeah I'm I'm having a great time as I say just been difficult to kind of manage my time and balance everything but I think I'm getting into sort of a good routine now being back here and yeah so what have I been up to any fun memorable moments I had a games night sort of a little social thing last Friday with my impact group which is like my bible study group that I have through the Christian Union here at the University of Edinburgh and yeah so that was really lovely just to see everyone after the Christmas break and catch up and people brought along some friends and such so it was nice to meet new people and had good food and yeah it was just a lovely evening just catching up with everyone that's just like a weekly bible study group I have yeah I really enjoyed that and then yeah later on Friday night I went to the pub we went to the Weatherspoons classic I've actually never been to the Weatherspoons in Edinburgh before apparently there are five different Weatherspoons so yeah if you don't know Weatherspoons is like a chain and it's just known for being quite cheap but they're always in like the nicest buildings but anyway yeah so I went with a few friends um and that was really nice just really relaxing and I actually ordered a bit of food as well while I was there because I don't know we ended up going out really late and I was just really hungry so I got the like pizza garlic bread it was good I've always heard that the food there's really bad but I thought it was okay and then Saturday I went to Portobello Beach which is very near Edinburgh you you can just get the bus there in like half an hour 
And yeah, it was it was a lovely day. I mean, the weather forecast wasn't actually, you know, that optimistic. But when we got there, it was it was really lovely. It was a bit cloudy, a bit overcast, but actually the sun did come out and yeah, it wasn't too windy or cold or anything. And yeah, we just had a lovely time. We went to somewhere called Bros Bagels, which I had heard lots about. I'd heard lots of good things. I think it's a chain in Edinburgh, if I'm correct. And yeah, my first time going there, it was amazing. And yeah, definitely lived up to the reputation. And then, yeah, we just spent the afternoon just at the beach. Just, yeah, it was just so peaceful. And I'd had a bit of like an anxious morning and just going to the beach just really, yeah, I don't know, just being by the sea just really helped me to feel really relaxed and calm. And yeah, so I was very, I was very pleased it had that effect on me. And yeah, I was with some great friends and yeah, there were quite a few of us, quite a big group of us that ended up going. We all kind of arrived at different times. But yeah, if you are in Edinburgh, you haven't been to Portobello Beach yet, I would definitely recommend going. It's just so nice sometimes to just get out of the city and yeah, just so peaceful, nice and so easy to get to. And yeah, we got ice cream. It was it was a lot of fun. And yeah, definitely one of my favourite places to go. Just yeah, very relaxing, very nice time. I posted some pictures over on the podcast Instagram and we just we watched the sunset and then we were waiting for the bus and we went into a little bookshop and just just very good vibes we had a good time and then Sunday I went to church in the morning it's great to be back at church I'm yeah I'm just very happy to be back I hadn't gone the week before because I'd been traveling the day before back to Edinburgh and I was so tired but yeah it was lovely to get back to church and to see everyone and then after church, I went for brunch with my friend and we had a really good time. We just, the original place we wanted to go to was really busy and we ended up just finding this little gem on the Royal Mall. And um, yeah, it was it was great. It was really, really lovely and we got a really good chance to catch up. And yeah, it's just been just really lovely. I feel like the last week I've just been, you know, having brunch and coffee with different friends and such. And it's just been so lovely to catch up after not seeing each other for a few weeks over Christmas and yeah just been really like valuing those those moments with friends and yeah I just feel really grateful and appreciative of just all the amazing friends I have here who just look out for me and yeah it's so lovely to have just such a good community around me of just yeah just the loveliest people and yeah I've been trying out a few new coffee places in Edinburgh I've actually made like a semester two bucket list of like all the things I want to do in Edinburgh and semester two I mean maybe I won't get them all done but I've already been able to tick off a few things so that's it's it's looking good so far but I've got you know I've got four years to um to do things so yeah anyway let me know if you're interested in my semester two bucket list and I might go through it on here with you guys I'd love to do like an Edinburgh episode at some point what else have I been up to? Um, on Monday night, I went to the Jazz Bar, which is in Old Town in Edinburgh. And yeah, I went with my flatmates and we just had a really lovely time. And there was, yeah, a jazz band playing and it was just a really lovely night. And yeah, just lovely to be all together. Good music. I love going to see live music, live bands. Just so much fun. And that was actually one of the things on my semester two bucket list. So I was able to tick that off and yeah it was really lovely it's kind of like underground so it's quite cool it looks like nothing really from the outside then you go sort of down the stairs and it's very lively and happening so yeah if you haven't been and you're in Edinburgh then I do recommend and then the other thing just from this last week is just getting back into going to the gym and finding a routine with that I haven't quite managed yet but yeah I'm just really trying to find my way with that it's definitely I've just I've embarrassed myself so many times trying to get back into going to the gym the uni gym it's 
it's very big there's many floors there's many different like gyms within the you know gym building and yeah I just keep managing to embarrass myself every time I go um not sure I keep managing to do that but every time I just want to sink into a hole in the ground and anyway so yeah I'm trying to just get more comfortable with being there on my own and just not caring what other people think and just yeah just getting into a fitness routine because I feel like that's something I've really been lacking in lately and yeah I think I'm going to do a whole episode about this just talking about my fitness journey and yeah just getting into good habits with fitness and working out and good routines and such and yeah I'm going to do that in the future though when I have a bit more experience and I've just found my way a bit more because this this week has just been about yeah just like finding out where everything is and yeah just trying to make my own workout plans and stuff so yeah that's that's what I've been up to. Okay, so let's just get into it. Let's get into the main section. I have lots of different things I want to talk about and I'm just going to start off by talking about my own sort of struggles with this and yeah I kind of mentioned before that since starting university I've definitely been experiencing a bit of imposter syndrome and that's kind of the first time I've ever really experienced that and that's been weird and scary and yeah so I think for me personally I just had a lot of self-doubt and I went to university and I got to this place that I'd been, you know, working working towards for so long, doing my GCSEs and then my A-levels. And I was like, wow, like I was so, I was so pleased with myself, so proud of myself for getting into this university that I really wanted to go to. And I'd worked so hard. And yeah, at the time, I when I found out that I'd got into the University of Edinburgh, I was so excited and I was, yeah, I was definitely surprised in a good way. And I was really pleased, but yeah, I hadn't been expecting it. I wasn't 100% sure. I was very hopeful, but I didn't know if I was going to be able to get in because it's obviously, you know, it's it's a very good university. It's pretty hard to get into. And yeah, I knew I'd work hard, but I just, I didn't know if I was going to get into that university, but I did. And yeah, I was so pleased. And I remember I found out because on results day, my family and I were in America. We'd gone on holiday in the summer in 2019 and yeah we'd been in we were in Las Vegas and the time zone I think we were eight hours behind in Las Vegas and one of my family friends she very kindly picked up my results and she sent them to me but I remember that night it was the morning in England but in Las Vegas it was the middle of the night and I kept waking up every hour during the night every hour throughout the night like 11 and we were bearing in mind we'd only been in Las Vegas for like two days so we were very jet lagged and my sleep was just all over the place but I was just also nervous to know if I was going to get into university what my grades were I'd worked so hard on my A-levels and I just had no idea I was quite sick during one of my exams and I didn't know how that was going to affect my grades and just all of these different things I was just I was just nervous and I actually got the email from the University of Edinburgh to say that I'd got in before I actually got my A-level results which was kind of a relief I guess because I knew that I must have done okay if I'd got into the university I got the grades to go there and I applied for deferred entry so I wasn't you know this was in August I was finding out and I wasn't going the next month or anything I already had planned to have a gap year so yeah but it was just great to know that I'd secured that and got that in place and then an hour later at like 3am or something 
um, I received my results and I was very pleased. And yeah, at the time I didn't really question it. I was just like, yeah, I've worked really hard for this. And yeah, I guess I didn't doubt myself. I was like, yeah, I've, I've earned my way to this university. I've worked really hard. But then, you know, two years went by. I had two years out of school and then I suddenly arrived in September 2021. And it felt like a long time since the girl who got her grades in 2019 and felt very, you know, pleased and you know just had no self-doubt about going off to this big university and yeah I wasn't doubting whether or not I should go there I was very excited and I I'd known for a long time that I was going to be going and I couldn't wait and I got there and (laughs) I was surrounded by all of these really amazing talented smart intelligent people and I guess I just wasn't used to that and you know schools are a lot smaller there's a lot less people but university is just a whole different playing field. And maybe it sounds stupid to say that because maybe most people know that. And I guess I knew that in theory, but experiencing it was a completely different thing. And I'm sure that lots of people experience this when going to university and the University of Edinburgh, it's, yeah, it's one of the top universities in the UK, in the world. It's a very good university. And I was just starting to feel like, wow, I've had you know, first of all, I've had all this time out from school and since I did my A-levels and I just felt like a completely different person because so much had changed and so much time had passed and I'd never done things like online learning before and I was with all these people younger than me and they they all seemed so much smarter than me and yeah, they just seemed to know what they were doing and maybe had I gone to university straight away, maybe I would have been like that too. But I was learning everything again. I was learning how to write essays again. I was getting to grips with online learning, which I'd never done before, whereas other people had done that throughout all their A-levels. And yeah, just navigating all these really, like, probably not that difficult, but very just, I just had a lot to adapt to and a lot of changes. I was just navigating all these different changes. And yeah, there was just a lot going on. And I just guess I felt like I was constantly comparing myself to everybody else and I just felt like I was behind and everybody else just knew what they were doing which I know now isn't true everybody was just feeling the same everybody was nervous everybody was scared everybody was just comparing themselves and they didn't know what was going on either but of course no one says that everybody tries to seem like yeah they've got it all together they're calm and collected and you don't really know anyone yet you don't know who to talk to about these things and yeah As I say, obviously, university isn't the only place that you can experience this imposter syndrome, you know, these types of feelings. But this is where I've experienced it personally. This is just my experience. And yeah, you can experience it in lots of different ways. But yeah, this is just me talking about my experience and what what how I felt and what I've experienced. And yeah, I mean, at first, you know, I was just getting to grips with going to, you know, tutorials, watching the lectures just getting to grips with all of those new things, just meeting people, navigating my way around the city, finding my way around the university campus. And I think this whole imposter syndrome thing just makes you question, you know, do I belong? Do I belong here? I know I worked hard, but am I actually smart enough to be here? And all these other people know what they're doing and I don't. And yeah, I think that, I think I've experienced it in two ways. I think the first way was, people around me just they always seemed like they had it together they seemed like they knew everything they were so intelligent and they had all these really intelligent conversations and I didn't feel like I knew anything I didn't feel like I could join in with these conversations and then on the more academic side within my course 
I was going to these tutorials and people were putting their hands up and saying all these amazing things that I had never even thought of or couldn't even understand. And yeah, I mean, I was doing all the readings, I was doing everything I was meant to do, but I still didn't seem to have it as together as all these other people did. And I didn't know how they were doing this. And then it got to the first essay and it was in my human geography module. And it was very early on, it was in week four. There's like 11 or 12 weeks in the semester. so. It was in the fourth week that the deadline was. It was Tuesday, the fourth week. And yeah, so I was having to write this basically, you know, week three. And I didn't really know what was going on yet. I hadn't written an essay for a very long time, sort of two and a half years. I hadn't written an essay in ages. And I was just having to relearn all of that. And that was just a big step for me. And I was really nervous. And yeah, anyway, two weeks later, we we get the essay back and there's like a geography group chat and everybody's putting on the group chat, you know, how did you do? Oh my gosh, I'm so pleased. I got this. What did you guys get? And everyone's putting their grades and well, it's not really their grades, more of their like mark out of a hundred. But I was just sitting there like, oh my goodness. I was just, yeah, comparing myself to all these other people. I was seeing the things on the group chat and I was looking at my, my number out of a hundred and I was like, wow, mine is just so much lower than theirs. And you know, I remember being very upset about it and I spoke to my dad and I told him and he was like, look, there's only like a few people that are saying this on the group chat. You know, I'm sure there's lots of other people in your position who aren't saying what they got because maybe they're a bit disappointed as well. And, you know, it was our first essay and I don't know what my expectations were, but I guess they were just, they were not met. And yeah, I don't know. I didn't know what was going on really. I feel like even since then I've grown so much and I've learned so much and grown in confidence, but it just added to that overall feeling of like, do I belong here? Like, am I smart enough to be here? And yeah, I think just, I was already feeling that way. Then I got this this mark and I just was not, I just w- was feeling, yeah, I was really lacking self-confidence in so many ways. And as I say, it seeps into different areas of your life because academically it then made me question lots of things and I think I've realized lately that I've questioned a lot. Am I interesting enough? Am I smart enough? Am I a really fun friend? Am I someone fun to be around? Do I have interesting enough conversations? And I was just starting to sort of doubt everything about myself. And it's something that I still struggle with now, but I do try to, you know, reassure myself and I'll get into that later with the more, the advice on how to cope with this imposter syndrome and such. But yeah, it was definitely really hard. And it was feelings, like I said, that I was having for the first time. And I felt like I went, you know, there's that metaphor. I went from being a big fish in a small pond at school doing my A-levels to suddenly being a little fish in a big pond at university. And yeah, it just seeped into all different areas of my life and made me question things and question myself. And it was not, it was not a fun place to be in. Let me tell you that I definitely, I definitely found it really hard. And as I say, it's something I'm still dealing with now and it's something I've been journaling about a lot lately. I've been journaling about this because, yeah, I just, I feel like I used to be so confident in myself and so sure of myself. And then I started to just question things once I got to university and I was surrounded by all these amazing people. And yeah, I just felt like I was at the bottom of the pile and I was trying to work so hard to get, just to get get to where everybody else was. And I don't know, I guess, yeah. I was just really experiencing that imposter syndrome that so many of us do. I was just questioning my self-worth, my identity. I was just trying to almost reevaluate myself. And 
I guess I'd always identified myself as being this person who was really smart and good at geography and did well at school. And I guess achieving good grades at A-levels made me think that that was my identity and that was how people thought of me, which isn't true. And that's something that I've really had to learn over the, yeah, over the last few months that that is not my identity. That's not why people like me. That's not why people hang out with me. And yeah, I guess I just felt like I wasn't enough. And it was just a really hard place to be in. And I'm sure, like I say, it's a place that a lot of us have been in. And yeah, it's something that I'm working on every day. But yeah, I think experiencing this imposter syndrome, just it does make you question everything about yourself. And you really lose that self-confidence. And yeah, it goes it goes quite deep. And you start to sort of, yeah, reevaluate everything and rethink everything. And just think, who am I? What what do I define myself by? And we're always our own worst critics. And yeah, I was very self-critical. And, you know, I was like, why can't I get the same grades other people can? And yeah, it's only our first essay, but how come they've already got that? And what am I doing wrong? I'm working so hard and spending so much time on this, but why aren't I getting that? And yeah, I was just being so self-critical and you know no one else was saying bad things to me no one else even knew what my my mark was but I was just beating myself up about it and I just yeah I wasn't giving myself any grace I wasn't being kind to myself I wasn't saying to myself you know what you're adjusting to a lot of things and everybody's on a different path and I guess even though I know those things I just couldn't remember them in that moment I couldn't remind myself of those things and I was just being very self-critical and like yeah like I said that's a really hard place to be in and it wasn't a place I wanted to be in and it's so easy to fall into that trap and it's something I have to actively fight every day and yeah I think comparison is a huge part of it and I've always spoken about this but it's something I've really been really been feeling in my own life lately and it's just that we're all on different journeys we're all on different paths and yeah like the quote said this week's quote just focusing on completing the step in front of us and the path will fall into place but it's our path other people aren't on the same path as us they're doing their own things they're on their own journey and I think that's what I have to keep reminding myself because yeah they get those grades but it's okay if I don't get those grades yet you know I've still got time to learn and grow it's only first year I've got four years to do this and yeah other people are different and maybe they're better at certain things than me but yeah, I've still got time to learn and develop and grow and it's going to be okay. And comparing myself with others, whenever we compare ourselves, we never feel better. We always feel worse about ourselves. And I think comparison is something that I've really got to be working on, especially when it comes to grades, which is something that I was valuing so highly and putting so much of my identity and self-worth in. And yeah, I really let it actually affect how I felt about myself and how I felt that other people perceived me. And yeah, I think I was not focusing on myself, I was focusing too much on others and what they were doing, but actually I needed to focus on myself, see that I was on my own path, my own journey. And since sort of thinking about this and realising this and talking about this with other people, I think that I've realised how freeing it can be to no longer define your worth by your grades and to stop comparing yourself to others. And it can, yeah, like I say, it can just be so freeing. And I think actually it was really good for me to I guess in a way have these sort of mistakes these failures because it helped me to free myself from that that way I was defining myself and identifying myself 
as someone who was, you know, performing well at school and getting good grades. And I realized that that's actually not my identity. And when I realized that, it was so freeing. And I realized that I'm so much more than that. And that's, like I said, that's not why people are friends with me and hang out with me. It's for me. And me isn't my grades and it's not how I do. And also nobody else cares how I'm doing. There's so many people at university. It's not like in class at school when everybody everybody's like, what did you get? What did you get in the test? What did you get in the essay? No one else cares. And people may ask you, but you don't have to tell them. But even if you do, they'll probably just forget about it because they've got so much else going on in their lives. They don't care. And I often feel like when other people do ask you what you've got, it's because they're insecure about what they got and they just want you to hopefully say something lower so they feel better about themselves. But like I said, comparing yourself to others, it never gets you anywhere good. It never makes you feel better. So yeah, I just realized how freeing it can be to no longer define your worth by what grades you achieve. And I think that was the first step in really battling this imposter syndrome. And yeah, I do feel a lot more free now. And I think the only way to do that was getting those not so good marks. And even though I was trying really hard and not doing super well, I think it was really important for me to to go through that, to grow and learn that actually that is not how I should be defining myself. And I'm so much more than that. So although it was painful at the time, I think that it was actually a really important part of my journey in working on this. So I've talked there about my experience of imposter syndrome and maybe you have experienced something similar and if you have then yeah let's work on this together and just sending you lots of love because I know this can be really hard and I found it really hard but I feel like we've got to share these things and talk about them so yeah I just want to offer some advice now advice that's helped me advice that I found sort of through research and yeah just advice for dealing and coping with this imposter syndrome because we can't really stop ourselves from experiencing it we can obviously work on our mindset and such but sometimes these things just happen but we need to think of you know good and practical ways to be coping with these things so that's what I want to talk about now the first thing is to separate feelings from fact the problem with imposter syndrome is maybe one thing happens and then like you know I got this this um essay mark and then I started to spiral and think oh I'm not good enough I shouldn't be here oh I'm not who I used to be I'm not smart as I was I just started to spiral into this sort of self-critical mindset and that was just from one thing and the problem with imposter syndrome is it makes you feel that makes you think that your feelings are actually true that you're not good enough and actually that's not what a grade says that's not what a mark says that it's just a number but then you start to make your feelings about that the reality and you believe that that's the truth and that's not the truth that's not the fact and you start to believe that you know people don't like you people hate you and they don't want to spend time with you and it, yeah it just seeps into all these different areas of look of your life but like I said nobody's saying these things to you you're believing them because that's how you feel you feel yeah you feel doubtful you feel self-critical but actually you need to separate those feelings from those facts and think what is actually true what have people told me do people invite me to things do people say they like hanging out with me you know focus on those things rather than focusing on your feelings in your little self-critical spiral that we can so easily go into and like I say it's something that we have to try and keep fighting because it's so easy to fall into that the next thing to do is to acknowledge those feelings acknowledge those difficult things validate them and just you know know and understand that that is how you're feeling and you feel that way for a certain reason 
but then let those things go don't let them fester inside you and get worse and seep into all the different areas of your life because it's just a horrible place to be in as I keep saying just not being comfortable with yourself being self-critical it's not a nice place to be in it's not a helpful place to be in it's not a place you're going to grow and thrive in and I think yeah this is a great thing to do these three steps acknowledge those feelings validate them understand that yeah okay I am feeling sad about this yeah I am feeling doubtful about this but then let them go and try and move on and this is a lot easier said than done as most things are unfortunately but I think this is great advice and it takes practice that's the most important thing I think to remember keep just practicing this the next piece of advice is to develop a healthy response to failure and mistake making we are gonna fail and make mistakes no matter what we do it's just inevitable it's just a part of life we cannot avoid it so yeah I think we have so much power in how we respond to things and it's a choice obviously we have that gut reaction that emotional response but I think we can train ourselves over time and with practice to actually develop a healthy response to these things and yeah as I say it definitely takes practice much easier said than done as all these things are but developing a healthy response will make such a big difference because yeah we're gonna fail we're gonna make mistakes no matter what we do whenever we try new things it's just what happens and it's a part of the process and it's part of us growing and learning and developing and getting better at things and it's yeah it's just a part of life it's something we all experience therefore developing a healthy response is one of the best things we can do and I'll try and think of an example of what a healthy response would be I guess when I'd got that essay mark the healthy response would have been to yeah I guess write down the facts focus on the facts not the feelings and you know write down this was my first essay at university I've only done three weeks of this course so far I have a long time to work and develop and practice this is not the final essay I've got some really helpful feedback from this you know things like that and actually realizing what I can take from it rather than just getting upset and thinking I'm so stupid I'm not good enough that would not be a healthy response but rather focusing on okay well that wasn't exactly how I wanted it to go but what can I take from this and what can I do next time and what can I remind myself of and yeah I think that that would have been a more healthy response than probably what I did which was just you know crying and (laughs) just completely doubting myself and uh, yeah anyway the next piece of advice is what I've been saying throughout this whole episode but it's normal to experience imposter syndrome and everybody feels it at some point and like I keep saying people don't talk about it you may not know someone else is going through this because we don't tell people when we're going through these difficult things for some reason and let's just normalize it let's talk about it more because it is normal everybody goes through it at some point everybody can relate to this and yeah you can feel it in so many different areas maybe it's a sport you do maybe it's just like a new hobby that you're starting and maybe it's your job I don't know there's I guess like a million different things it could be and we all feel this to some extent even if you don't feel it every day I'm sure some of us have definitely felt this every now and again and just questioned ourselves and been self-critical and self-doubtful and just wondering whether or not we belong and yeah that goes on to the next thing which is share how you're feeling like I keep saying the whole reason I made this episode and have opened up about my experience is because I want us all to start sharing how we feel I want there to be a safe space where we can talk about this 
And, you know, if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what what your experience has been with this, then please do. You can reach me over on the podcast Instagram at keepgng underscore podcast. And yeah, I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear your experiences with this because sharing how we're feeling is another really powerful thing. It's something we have control of. It's something we can do, an active step we can take. And we take away the power from those bad feelings by sharing them with other people and rationalizing them and having conversations about it. I always feel so much better after I've had a conversation with someone rather than just letting things fester inside me and get worse. And then I share things and I realize how ridiculous I'm being. And then I can move on. I can let these things go. I can validate those feelings and then move on from it. And just, yeah, keep going, keep growing. And yeah, <laughs> you got to love when you can slip the podcast name into the episode. Um, yeah, the next piece of advice is to reframe your thoughts. And this is kind of, you know, similar to developing a healthy response to failure and mistake making, but it's reframing your thoughts around, yeah, just around yourself and your response to things and reframing how you think about things. And when you get those thoughts that are, you know, oh, I hate myself. Oh, I'm so stupid. Oh, I can't do this. Why am I here? Everybody else is so much better than me. Reframing those thoughts in a more positive way. And just, yeah, I think mindset is so important and powerful. And that's, yeah, I guess that's another whole thing of this podcast, just how important our mindset can be and just working on our mindset and reframing our thoughts to more positive and having a more of a growth mindset, thinking, okay, that wasn't amazing, but I have the opportunity now to get better. I I can grow from this. I can learn more and do better next time. And just always being open to criticism because that's that's how we get better at things. If no one tells us that we're doing something wrong or not very well, then we're never going to get better because we're just going to keep going on in ignorance and just keep doing that thing badly. And we all start off at some point. We all start off very low. Even, you know, famous people, you know, that you think, wow, they're doing so well in that. You know, like famous tennis players, they don't just wake up one day playing tennis. They have to work on it. People have to show them what to do. They have to be told that actually they're doing that wrong. They need to work on that. They spend hours working on it and that's how they get better and I think we need to try and reframe our thoughts to think that way you know how can we how can we take this as a positive thing this bit of criticism okay maybe it's offended us a bit but actually let's look at it more objectively and let's think how can we reframe our thoughts about this how can we develop our mindset from this and having that growth mindset is something I've talked about before and it's just so important and it just fits into everything just reframing our thoughts about things and reframing your thoughts about yourself not having negative thoughts about yourself not having that negative self-talk and negative self-talk is something I want to do a whole episode about because I think it's just it's it's so important and it's something that we all do and we could all relate to but reframing your thoughts about yourself being kind to yourself that's the thing that I was lacking when I got that that essay that's the thing I was lacking when I got that essay grade that mark I was lacking that kindness to myself, that grace with myself. And yeah, I guess that's another thing, another piece of advice that I would give. Be kind to yourself, be graceful with yourself, give yourself time to work on things and don't set super high expectations of yourself. You know, from the start, don't just go into it thinking I'm going to be the best at this, I'm going to be better than everyone else. Be realistic with yourself and say, actually, I will need time to work on this. I've never done this before and I need time to just get better at this. I need advice. I need to receive a bit of criticism and feedback in order to get better. And that's okay that I don't do perfectly and get 100 straight away. And then I'm just going to check over on the podcast Instagram as I put up 
some things on the stories. It's at keepgng underscore podcast. It's linked in the show notes for the episodes, every episode. And yeah, so definitely go follow me over there if you want to get involved with the podcast and such. But I just asked, (laughs) I put up a poll asking, do you struggle with imposter syndrome? And 100% of people said yes. Everybody who voted said yes. Not a single person said no. And I think that's really powerful. And that just says so much, doesn't it? Because this is clearly something we're all struggling with, but not talking about. We're all like 100% of people said yes. And, you know, I don't know in what area of their lives those people are experiencing that. I don't know what, you know, I just don't know what their experience is. Everybody experiences this differently and nobody's lives look the same. But obviously we're all, we're all struggling with this to some extent in some area of our lives. And yeah, like I was saying earlier, it can just really seep into everything and really make us just really question ourselves and lose our self-confidence. So I hope that the advice I've given in this episode is helpful as this is obviously something we're all, we're all struggling with. And then I asked, what do you do to help you cope with imposter syndrome? And I got a couple of responses. The first thing is somebody said that they write down the things that they've achieved and they look at it from an objective point of view. I think this is great. And I spoke about this a little bit earlier, but they're having that objective mindset, not letting your feelings cloud your vision, cloud your judgment. And actually, yeah, writing things down. I think this can be like a great journaling exercise, but just sitting putting pen to paper, writing things down and saying, yeah, what actually, what have I achieved? What, what can I, what can I see that the facts are? What do I know that I've done? And yeah, having that objective point of view is so important because so often our feelings can, yeah, cloud our judgment and make us believe things that aren't true. The next one is affirmations. Somebody said that, yeah, affirmations, writing things down, speaking them and trying to convince themselves that they're true. I think affirmations can be a great thing and another thing that you know ties in perfectly with journaling and yeah if you haven't listened to the podcast before I talk a lot about journaling so you'll definitely see that throughout it's a very common theme but yeah I think affirmations if you don't know what affirmations are they are just you write down things that I guess you're almost like manifesting um like an affirmation can be like I am intelligent I am enough I am worthy things like this just things to remind yourself and even if they're things that you don't feel they're things that you maybe want to feel that you're manifesting for yourself and yeah writing them down saying them out loud and convincing yourself yeah trying to convince yourself that they're true even if that's not how you feel you know fake it till you make it keep saying those things keep reading that to yourself and hopefully hopefully one day that is how you will actually feel and yeah I think that's a great thing to do and yeah so thank you so much for those responses And yeah, just sending so much love to anybody who's struggling with this. It sounds like lots of us are. And yeah, it's going to be okay. And it's something we're going to have to battle with every day. But you are good enough. You are enough. You deserve to be where you are. And yeah, I hope this episode has been helpful. Thanks so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode and have learned something from it. Thank you so much for listening and spending a bit of time with me. I upload new episodes every Thursday. So if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you follow me on your podcast app to see my future episodes.
If you have a moment, please rate and review the podcast because this would make me very happy. And go and follow me over on my social medias. My handle for both Instagram and TikTok is at keepgng underscore podcast. And you can reach me on my email, keepgoingandgrowing.podcast at gmail.com. These will all be linked in the show notes. Have a great day, a great week, stay safe, and I'll see you next week with another episode. Bye.